Hi, everyone. Welcome back again to another exciting show of the Iconist Podcast. I'm one of your hosts today, Barry3D for Deep Dark Delicious. Hey. And on my side, as always, my man, my compadre, my cousin, the one and only DJ Rossi. How you doing? DJ Rossi. I don't know why I went with that radio announcer voice, man. You know, yeah, yeah. You'd think I had a Red Bull or something like that, but no, not at all. I I, I don't go near that stuff. Bad for the heart. Bad for the heart. Great for racing if you watch F1. Exactly. Healthy, healthy, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, look, I mean, uh, do I drink the drink? Nope. Do I watch F1 racing? Yeah, Max Verstappen took the championship from a boy. Uh, you know, Lewis Hamilton? <sighs> Denied! Well, yeah, yeah, I'm talking F1. If you don't know, watch Drive to Survive and then uh, catch up on F1 and we can talk uh, one day on that. If you ever see me live, I'm a huge F1 person. Yep. Got it. Oh, oh god yeah oh yeah I, I watched drive survive and i got back into f1 for the past what four years man oh yeah <laughs> on that note rod how you doing today man yo i'm good man i'm good taking easy nothing too crazy you know just uh you know stormtrooper got me pinned down but i'm all right man i can get out <laughs> i need some red bill <laughs> yeah, Stormtrooper might have you pinned down, but at least you'll make it out. At least you'll show up because we, we've been missing the, you know, I've been watching the book of Boba Fett. Let me tell you, man, uh, the past two episodes I've seen, out of two episodes, I've seen Boba Fett show up maybe once in past two episodes of his own show. Mm. And, I, and I don't even think he had a line. And that's a different mm. discussion for a different day. The series cool. is still going, no spoilers. Right. So, Good to know. Good to know. Still, I'm still enjoying it though, but yeah, good to know. Uh, so we'll get down to it. You know the deal. This is the Iconist <clears throat> Podcast. And the reason why we look so pretty on the screen and all your digital things that you might need from polo, from, from, from logos. I said polos from logos and, and, and all that other stuff. I was, you know why I had polo on the mind? One of my friends is a huge polo fan and I saw him post earlier today and uh, shout out to you, Ralph, uh, my boy back in Montreal. So <laughs> yes, yes. Nice. So, you know, if you need anything done for your stuff, like you want a, a logo like this, if you go onto the Iconist podcast uh, Instagram page, you know, or, or you look up our boy, he does all this stuff for us and other artists, other entertainers, you know, as I said, from logos, templates, all types of media. If you need it, he's got it. He'll hook you up. Tell him we sent you. Who are we talking about, Rod? The one and only? Jay Bird. Jay Bird Digital Arts. You know, and if you're not sure where to find Jaybird, well, wait to the end of the video. You'll see all this stuff pop up and you can just follow the links from there or just go on our, our, our YouTube page. Jay and me talk back and forth a lot of time and he leaves comments under our videos. So if you're not sure, go to the video of Spider-Man 2099. You'll see Jay right there. And then you can just follow the links to get the Jaybird digital and, and ask him, say, hey, saw what you did for Iconis, saw what you did for uh, some other ones. Hook me up. Nice. Right on. That's our first shout out. Uh, second shout out is to the boys I roll with all the time. Uh, mm-hmm. A touch of great comedy. That's myself, Thomas Patrice, mm-hmm. Zolf Ali, Dave Sokolowski. A touch of great comedy. We have a hundred and I don't know right now, hundred and fifteen videos live and clips and stuff like that. Um, you know, from anything from funny to serious and all in between, wacky. You know, the way the show breaks down is each one of us picks a topic. We don't tell the other ones what we're talking about. We spring it on them last minute and we discuss it and we have our jokes with it. And we make it entertaining and fun and informative. You know, uh, Zolf likes to fact check us. So sometimes we're right. Sometimes we're wrong. That's it. It's a parody show. We're having a good time. And, you know, we'll be going back out live uh, again soon. So uh, come March with the if everything opens up again. We're going to be out in Jarvis, Ontario, uh, doing one of our shows and then from Comedy Bar and all those other places. So look for us. Touch a great comedy. Check out the Facebook page, YouTube page. Um, links are up again. You know, at the end of this show, you'll see our flow code. Scan it. Save it. And you'll know where to find us. You know, it's all it's all there. You can find out of that through Barry3D.com. You're not sure where to go? Very simple. Follow my name. Barry. B-A, not B-E. Uh, you know, it's Barry, not Barry, like the fruit. Even though I, I can go by Blackberry, haha, <laughs> joking. <fun. laughs> Barry3D.com. You can find all that there. And then, you know, special shout outs to one, Jimmy English for Back to the Balcony, a podcast talking about all movies that existed. He brings on a guest and they discuss it the good, the bad, the ugly of the show. Uh, and they go through it. And it's really entertaining, a lot of fun. They're in season two. And he's got a couple of specials on there, Christmas specials. And you'll see who yours truly somewhere on that. 
Um, we, I, you know, last one I did was a little a couple of weeks ago with the talking about the movie Excalibur back in 1981. Uh, you know, which is a, I love that movie. Uh, another special shout out goes to, um, you know, two of our comic book stores we like to go to. So that's in Montreal. There you go. Check Swings on the South Shore in Tash, on Tashro Boulevard. Can't miss it. Go and check it out. You'll see little ads that we've put up uh, before in the comic book store. If they don't have it, they can get it. That's for sure. And they go from anything from comic books to sports memorabilia, Dungeons and Dragons, and, and board games. They, they have you covered. They have you covered for our friends out in Montreal. You know, go over to Champlain Bridge. Enjoy the new bridge. It's high up. It's a nice view. You can't go wrong. You know, go wrong. and if you don't mind driving, and for our friends here in Ontario, Take the drive out. I know people in Ontario don't like to drive far, but sometimes you got to drive far to find the gems. <laughs> Regardless where you're at, get yourselves out to Kitchener, Ontario, and look out WOW Comics. Half a million books on two floors. And the deals in there are insane, from comics to statues to magazines, all things, and, and, and still growing. Call, you know, so big shout out to Wes at WOW Comics out in Kitchener. Big shout out to Trevor, uh, mm. you know, uh, and, and Check Swings on Tashro. Trust me, tell them that Barry and Rod from the Iconist podcast sent you there. And for friends coming over to visit when things open up, you know where to go to get your books filled. All right. And I think we got, oh, and it's, you know, last one, uh, Wayne Tennant, congrats on your R&B album, man. You dropped that on Spotify. Let's stay away from the drama. I'm just saying, you know, he's, uh, he goes between Montreal and, and Toronto, uh, and, and, Great voice, a lot of talent. If you want to, you know, to support your local artist, that's that's who you should look it up. Wayne Tennant. So you, you can't miss him. Got to definitely get into your groove. If you want some good listening music for a nice Sunday drive, mm-hmm. feeling at home, you know, Wayne Tennant. Thank you. <laughs> nice. 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 Rod, my man. Yeah, man. Where so can where we you- find you? You can find me there, boy. Listen, I'm all over the internet. Bro. I'm just someplace in the internet. I'm just hiding in the ether. But you can definitely <laughs> find me. Etherman. You can definitely can find me up on Instagram. You can follow me by Mr. Rod C. That's where you can find me. Holler at me. Just pass through and say, hey, how you doing? You know, liking, you know, you know, a bunch of stuff I got going on there. As well, you can find me on Twitch. Twitch.tv forward slash DJ Rod C. That's where you can find me. And uh, yeah, listen, I'm always there having fun, playing up music, having fun. I play open genre, open format, as they call it. So I play like a whole bunch of different styles and different, you know, musical tastes, hip hop, R&B, reggae, house, disco, uh, top 40. Listen, you name it. I believe I got it. We're going to have some fun. So make sure you pass through. When you pass through, I say, hey, I think I saw you from Iconist. Did you? Hey, welcome. Right on. Right on. And you, you know go. the deal. Mm-hmm. When you see Rod, two words, Saturday love. love. Thank you. Gotcha. No problem. <laughs> I'll have it on deck. I'll have it on deck. Go. You're going to kill love. me one day. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm just having it like, like, I got it. Trigger word, Saturday love. Let's just do about it. Trigger word. I'll be like, Saturday love. Oh, sorry. I'm sorry. Automatically. Automatic trigger word. Automatic trigger word. Automatic trigger word. Automatic trigger word. Exactly. Trigger warning. Oh, man. And we got to say, you know, um, I think we're doing something special here. And so thank you for everyone that's listening, you know, uh, and supporting the show, uh, be it if you're watching our videos, be it if you're downloading and, and streaming us from all your podcast services. Thank you very much. We are doing mm-hmm. something special. You know, we are uh, a Black-owned, Black-run show. So I can say this, and I say this with pride every 365 days. And it's Black History Month. And last, you know, last week we put out for Bishop, a character who needs more love. That's how we look at it. And this week, we are going to get into Brother Voodoo. What? Brother Voodoo. Bro- Brother Voodoo? Who's that? Brother, brother, bro- who's, who's that? Exactly. Who's that? Who's You're that? Learn today. You're you learn are today. going to learn today. So first and foremost, Brother Voodoo is a character in the Marvel Universe that came up. And, and was created and and once again when he was created that now now let's put this way i will come back to this point later on but have you okay. seen him already in the marvel universe the cinematic universe and the answer is yes hmm hmm mm. and people are like oh I'll, 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 i didn't notice oh well because you didn't pay attention maybe you're so quick <laughs> you blinked 
You reach down, you grab your popcorn. Next thing you know, he was on a, on a gun. <laughs> you try to hold in the cough, kind of <clears throat> eyes tear up. Didn't see him. Who's that? <laughs> but Brother Voodoo was already in the MCU. Mm-hmm. Brother Voodoo showed up in video games. So for the general public and everyone else tuning in for the show, this is why we have this show. This is to kind of bring some love to these characters that you might not know. Uh, so here it comes down. So Brother Voodoo made his first appearance in comic books, 1973. That was a good while. That was a good time. Yeah. Good some the of you was would, good. Yeah, it was good. Some of you <laughs> who listen to the show were like, oh, I, I, was, I, was, I was just a youth back then. And some other ones might be like, what? My parents weren't even born back then. Or That's fine. <laughs> history is history, yo. So um, he showed up, you know, in September 1973. And, and, and then he was in, on and off in, in the comic book up to about 1974, right? To about April. So he almost, not a full year. He had a couple of months run when he first came out. He came out in Marvel Comics when it was called Marvel Comics Group across the title of the book. And the name of that book was called Strange Tales. Now, I'm going to touch on some of these books. Strange Tales, um, DC Showcase, back in the day. These books were great for introducing new writers, new artists, new letterers, anyone that's new to the industry, or someone that was established and wanted to maybe play around with a new character, give them a new twist or a spin. That was the proving ground, the trying ground. Instead of committing to a full series of these characters, the beauty of it is where you have, you know, artists and, and creators right now saying, okay, I'm making a new character. And where do they fit into that particular universe, be it if it's Marvel or DC, and have to put the character in? You know, books like, you know, Strange Tales, Marvel Spotlight, um, you know, DC uh, Showcase. It, it, it allowed them to say, well, I don't have to make this person in the Batman universe, Superman universe, Spider-Man or X-Men universe. It say, I can make this character, be it if they're good or bad, just establish them in a short story arc and see how it goes. And then they would do the letters pages and read and people were active participants to write in saying, I like the character. Sales were good. People wrote in, I like the character. This is interesting. I'd like to see more of it. Oh, and then I'll make the big wigs think maybe we should invest a little bit more, you know, and it's, it's almost like he felt like Oprah with the comic books. Like you get a series, you get a series, you get a series. <laughs> what about me? You get a four issue limited run. <laughs> working on you. We're working on you. You're still on the fence. Yeah, right. And, and this is what made the universe as rich as it is. Because if you look at all the books that were existing at the time, Mm-hmm. The, the, not all of them had their own ongoing long running series but they would say hey maybe you got a good you know three you know comic book story arc in you for your character go for it right. and and it allowed people more freedom to express themselves express yourself express yourself yeah I went with a uh, salt and pepper wine oh. instead of um, you know uh, NWA <laughs> I'm just in a light, fluffy mood today. <laughs> Not according to my scale. So, <laughs> right? So this is where it came in. And because of this, we got Brother Voodoo to, to come across. So um, you had uh, Len Ween and John Rometta Sr. So, you know, he's, he's legacy. He's, he's, he's comic book gold, John Rometta, um, because, you know, you have senior and you got junior and both of them have similar drawing styles, but they, you can tell their differences when you look at them. And the beauty is that it's father and son, you know, father started into business, obviously son got into business and then carried on and, and they've carried on with drawing pretty much every, the bulk of characters within definitely Marvel and definitely, uh, they've touched a lot of their hand with the, even DC. You know, so I like the art styles of both of them. Uh, I'm a huge fan of, of Junior because that's who I really kind of got introduced first. And he's done a lot of stuff with X-Men, Nimrod. I remember that storyline, the Hellfire Club. He kind of gave him an updated look. So, he, you know, Punisher, you know, but mm-hmm. Bishop, who we talked about last week. So this is who we're talking about with this character. And, and, and that's why these books were so important. And I wish they would bring some of that stuff back. Right. And it's not be trying because right now I find the comments. Of course, everyone's trying to make money, but you need content 
to to make something to have it it doesn't need to fit in you know like it's, sometimes i think they make a character and it's like a circle fitting into a square it it, mm-hmm. it doesn't mesh well but it has to because that's the only way you can get your your guy out or your girl that, that character out your hero your villain out right now it has to fit into the box that's there so it's got a little bit narrow like we used to have before out the box uh, i would say it should be out the box and this is why I enjoyed Strange Tales. You know, I think that was like Strange Tales is what brought in Thor back in the day. Our, our, you know, Thor into the Marvel Universe. Thor didn't have his own book. Thor was part of Strange Tales, right? So, that, you know, um, DC Showcase had people like uh, the Creeper coming in and Hawkman, you know, really emphasizing Hawkman and Adam Strange and Hawkwoman. Or sorry, Hawkgirl. So Hawkman, Hawkgirl and Adam Strange. And, and the shadow, uh, uh, the shadow thief, you know, where he's from, uh, Thanagar and, and that storyline show how they're all kind of interconnected. And this is why you always see them together. So character came up in, as I said, 1973, created by Len and John, uh, along with Roy Thomas. And of course, you know, the Stan Lee for the house of ideas. Mm-hmm. And this character, what I like about him is he's different. I can see a lot of similarities, right, from who's existed before, but he's different. So, first of all, this Black History Month, so the character is Black. He, he, he's Black. There's no question about that. We like that. Cool. I like the diversity that they show in the books even back then. And I, I think you can identify with something like that. It was, you know, first of all, he's Haitian. That's his background. Right. 100%. He's Haitian. He was living there, you know, in Haiti with his brother in Port-au-Prince, or Port-au-Prince. Yeah. Uh, you know, and then he came over to America, studied to be a doctor, became a doctor, got a note from his brother to come back home, and he went to go and visit his brother to see what was going on. His brother was a Hugin, right? Not Hooligan, Hugin, which was the, you know, a, a voodoo priest, right, for the area, for that tribe, for, for the town, and he was seen as a protector, and he was fighting somebody else who was almost into that cult. So right now, we by the name Voodoo, we know Brother Voodoo, we know what we're going to be getting into. You know, right. Haitian culture, um, you know, Port-au-Prince, you know, the superstition, the, the, a lot of that, it, it's, it, it just, it blends naturally. Right. It's, uh, no, seriously, yeah. If, so, so the, you know what? You go, you go. Okay. okay. <laughs> It, it blends naturally because there's a lot, there's a lot of super, you know, there's a lot of mystical lore, uh, stories, superstitions that come out of Haiti. If you talk to anyone from Haiti right now, Haitian descent, you know, even if they don't believe themselves, they can tell you stories either about their parents or their grandparents. And I'm not saying they're out there practicing voodoo. I'm just saying that they'll have, oh yeah, my, my mom, dad, superstitious. Yeah, they have some stories exactly. To they got up, some you know. stories. They got some stories. There's certain things they'll do. I'm not saying they're out there practicing, you know, and the closed door is like, all right, take care. And they're pulling out the cauldron and, and, and whipping up a vat of some voodoo stuff and making voodoo dolls and, you know, saying, I'm not working no overtime today. And they're stabbing. The, and I'm not saying that. I'm saying that <laughs> it, it, it's a country. It, it's a place, you know, with uh, a lot of lore. So once again, easy to draw on, right? You know, if you if you look up just Google search, um, zombies in Haiti. They have their version of zombies and, and afterlife and their beliefs with the whole voodoo um, religion. It, it's, it's seen as, you know, for lack of a better word, it's seen as, as a religion. It's a practice, you know, right? I know it's got negative connotations when you look at it, but there is, a, you know, there's a lot of good in it and, it and they believe on the good. It's not because everything is, you know, it's how it's portrayed in Hollywood. It's how it is, right? So, mm-hmm. you know, it's the same goals. It's all about source material and do your research. right source material so the current brother voodoo who's in the comic book and and gets introduced even though he's not the original one the one that we are following is uh jericho drum yeah right so jericho gets this call He's, he's in the states he comes back and he comes off the plane he's a doctor and he makes his parents so well first thing is like you see him show up in the brother voodoo garb. So he's got the pants. He's got the, the, the frayed pants at the bottom, you know, no shoes. Uh, his chest forms like a V with what he's wearing, right? And, and it's kind of tribal and his colors are green and uh, uh, a little bit of yellow sash around his waist. You know, and of course, he's got to have that, that physique, right? 
and he's got like its emblem on his forehead. So, and he wears like a reddish cape at times. So, as I said, he, 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 but he doesn't start off though. I mean, that's how he comes off. That's how we get introduced. A guy comes off an airplane in Strange Tales 169. He's being jumped. You know, they're trying to keep him, his presence there secret. He gets jumped. Brother Voodoo comes out, saves him. You see him using some of his powers. Uh, and then he goes on and then it just starts to go back into his story. So, this is like the story arc was three issues in uh, Strange Tales to explain the whole arc with Brother Voodoo, his main adversary, and what's going on. So, when he gets back to his house, you know, he's going back to where he grew up as a kid. And he even says, hey, I used to be in these streets, running up and down barefoot with my brother all the time and us laughing. I didn't realize the area has changed or so much, but maybe I'm away from home for so long that it, it, it just looks different to me because now I'm used to being in the city and now mm-hmm. I've come back home. So he was remembering looking at things through a child's eyes. And now he's come back as a grown man and seeing them, how it's changed because he's changed. It, it's always been that way. And he acknowledges by simply saying that, you know, well, when you're running around laughing as a kid, you know, nothing seems to matter. All you want to do is laugh and enjoy yourself. And looking at that through those eyes, it it does say a lot about, you know, what's happening in the times back then and even true to now in Haiti and in different parts of the world, right? Where we're not in condos every two seconds. So... These are really interesting points and of the character that he's developing right away. He comes off, he's in a full-out suit, doctor bag, the whole nine yards. He gets back to his aunt's house, greets her. He, he almost gets mugged. He fights off the muggers. You know, they take off running. He goes and sees his aunt. Then he sees his brother, his older brother, and his older brother's lying on his deathbed. And he's just saying, well, I went to challenge this other guy who's like a spiritual leader, and he seems to be getting people behind him but he's leading them down the wrong path. And my role here as a current, you know, uh, brother voodoo was to stop that. Mm-hmm. And I challenged him and he's part of this uh, snake sect, snake cult. And he's cursed them. And this is what's caused him to die. Now, you know, um, you know, Jericho doesn't believe that Jericho turns around and says, no, 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 no. You are putting too much faith in this. It's really mind over matter. You think you're going to die. So you're feeling you're going to die. I'm going to use science and, and medicine to stop that. And, and you're not going to die. I, I got you covered and starts, you know, taking care of him as a doctor should. Right. Okay. Um, when this is going on, you know, he's saying, look, I got to listen. You got to listen to me. You have to follow in my footsteps. You, you got to take, I'm, I'm not going to make it. You got to follow my footsteps. He's like, oh, you're talking nonsense. Uh, and then, you know, uh, the, that same guy shows up, you know, the snake cult kind of thing looks like a, old school Sepentor with this kind of snake helmet on his head and all that. And he starts chanting and people with the drums are dancing and, and they're doing their, their ritual and his brother ends up dying. And he gets so enraged that he runs outside and challenges this guy saying, what's wrong with you? I can't believe you do that. And they get into a fight, but he loses because it's just a strictly fist fight. He can't take him. So he gets beaten and brings him in. He's like, look, I know what you wanted to do. I get your, your, your mourning, you know, you're distraught. But that's not the way. You have to follow what your brother said. And he said, well, okay, you know what? I'm going to give it a shot. Like, because right. I made my brother that promise on his deathbed, I'm going to give it a shot. I'm going to go and find the person he's asked me to find. So he's asking me to find uh, um, Papa, oh my gosh. Papa, Papa Jambo. Papa Jambo. Thank you, Rod. So that, that's where he goes. He goes to find Papa Jambo. So let's let's stop here for half a second. So when I said that you've seen brother voodoo in the mcu he was in the movie dr strange when dr strange goes to the the temple finds the forgotten one and starts training there but it's not it's not jericho that is there it's his older brother which is donald if i'm right daniel oh daniel thank you see it was with a d um so it was daniel so daniel i know there's a joke there so daniel is there and he's training with the Forgotten One, along with Strange, and has little appearances. Now, he goes by Daniel Drum. You you never hear him mentioned as Brother Voodoo at all. Uh, I think they might have made something about where he's from, like either being Haitian or not, and that I can't remember. But I know it's his brother. So this is a... In the MCU, we've already seen his brother. His brother's been, trade, been portrayed, has, you know, uh, a couple of lines, shows up, does his thing there in the MCU. Um you know, so he's here and there. 
So that's fine. And I, I'm cool with that. There's still room to bring in his, the, the current one we're talking about here from Strange Tales, Jericho. Daniel had his run, and Daniel was never a big presence in the Marvel Universe. All he is is a catalyst, you know, to get Jericho to go on this journey and become the next one. Just like, you know, uh, Uncle Ben was a catalyst for Peter Parker, right? Something that they they do to say, hey, I'm going to do it for you. So he's that person, you know, just like, you know, the Waynes for Bruce, (laughs) the L's for Cal, you know, someone's got to suffer for the hero to turn around and say, okay, you went because of your memory, I'm going to carry on. Let's go. So that's, that's Daniel's role in this. Okay. So even if they bring back that same actor to play Daniel, the kind of passing of the torch, that's all right. We're following Jericho. And I don't mean Jericho from AEW. Hope he gets the inner circle back together. Come on, Jericho. <laughs> I am what I am, Rod. I am what I, I am. I understand. I understand. Yeah, well, good luck, man, because you family, so you, you ain't that far off. <laughs> oh, I know that. Trust me. Believe me. Strong bloodline. Strong bloodline. It's there. Right on. So this brings us down to the whole thing of this is what, what his whole origin story is, how it come, it comes about. He goes, um, finds ah, Papa Jambo, Papa Jambo. He goes Jambo. in the jungle. He rents a Jeep, gets in there, finds Papa Jambo. And, and Papa Jambo says, OK, well, here's a garment you have to put on as the resident, you know, voodoo doctor kind of thing. Then uh, he starts teaching him the, the techniques, pretty much teaching him magic. Mm-hmm. So, you know, now now let's look at the parallels here. Right? He's a doctor, doesn't believe in magic, goes through a tragedy to, to find magic, to study magic, to combat magic. Oh, he 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 on the same line as Doctor Strange. Very similar. Very similar. Doctor Strange lost Very his hands. Uh the use of his hands can't hold him steady, they're always shaky. He got the shakes and and you know. Jericho uh, lost lost his brother. So that was the motivation for these characters. They both came from similar things. I would think it would be interesting if they knew of each other ahead of time, right? Even in the MCU, it was like, hey, weren't you a doctor? It was like, weren't you a doctor? Well, I'm Doctor Strange. Well, I'm Brother Voodoo. But don't worry about it because later on, Brother Voodoo changes his name to Doctor Voodoo. So, yeah, yeah. Because way down the line, um, more recently, he, you know, Doctor Strange ends up I think getting killed off or leaving or whatever, and Brother Voodoo takes over as the Sorcerer Supreme. Sorcerer Supreme, yep. Right, right, and go and guess the name of Doctor, 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 Doctor. You don't know how this works? Oh, I'll, hey, take a listen. Carter, 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 Carter. See, this is what happens when we get together, you know, face to face, and and the whole family's around, right? Rob's got his family, I got my family, and then we're there with our parents and elves, and everyone's walking in. Carter, 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 Carter. It's wonderful. It's a great union. You should try it. Absolutely, you should try it. You know, not a doctor. What? If you tell me where that's from, you you good. We 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 can hang. So he goes through, he learns it, he gets the magic behind him. He's got the power. Uh, But then where it goes a little bit differently is Doctor Strange is able to do certain things. And and, and what I like is like they took their own variation of it and and did it. So Doctor Strange gets the eye of Agamato. 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 Thank you very much. And, And he gets that eye that gives him the power to do astral projection, to project his body out of the body, you know. Uh, which is cool. Mm-hmm. Now, Brother Voodoo doesn't get that, but what Brother Voodoo does is he does a ritual under Papa Jambo. Jambo, thank you. I'll never. Get, it's, it's you know, because oh. you know why I keep saying I want to say Papa Shango, and I know it's not Papa Shango because that's oh. WWF at the time. <laughs> so I always stop myself saying Papa. Mm. Not 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 that way. Not right, because that that's what not. that's what's in my head because he was a Voodoo guy too, and he was a wrestler. Hmm. We wonder so, where they pulled. This is why I have to kind of pause and you hear Rod jump in. So he goes and he learns. He does a whole ritual under the guy, under the, the, the you know, the watchful eye of Papa Jambo. Jambo, thank you. And Papa Jambo tells him, like, hey, you can do this ritual that could put you on another level, mm-hmm. but it's dangerous. 
And he goes, look, I didn't come this far. You know, Jericho goes, I didn't come this far to back out now. Does the whole ritual dancing, the whole, the, you know, and he really gets into it. Uh, the dancing, the you know, the bones and, and, and the ritual and everything like that. Right. And he calls out the soul of his departed brother mm-hmm. and calls that soul into himself. One body with two souls. And of course, it gives him higher reflexes and uh, double the strength and, and, and all those things. But he doesn't astral project himself. His brother, when his brother joined with him, it what? gave him the symbol on his forehead to be the new brother voodoo. So he gained those powers. He's got his, his brother always kind of helping him out one way or the other. His, he doesn't astral project himself. His brother will jump out of his body and like a la dead man from DC, go into another what? person's body, possess it, and then help out his brother. So Daniel's soul is inside Jericho. And then Daniel's soul will jump outside, go into any other body, take it over, and help his brother out in either a fight, uh, any type of scenario to help him out going mm-hmm. forward. Damn. That, that, that's, that's interesting. You know, so this is where he starts off. This character starts off there. And he shows up over the Marvel Universe just, I want to say randomly, but he does show up in a lot of books. Right. Yeah. And then he, you know, uh, and, and story arcs. So, and, and he does um, go from being, okay, in Haiti, but now you got to bring him back to, you know, North American soil because they don't want to have him too removed out, which I understand as a writing point of view. And they put him in the best logical place for him, which was New Orleans. New Orleans, heavy with the French Quarter, uh, uh, you know, uh, a lot of Haitian uh, descendants there, a lot of roots. New Orleans is seen as a mystical place, different place. You you, you know, you see all of that in New Orleans. That it, He makes a better fit in New Orleans. I'm glad they didn't put him like in New York, where they do with every other hero, so to speak, in the Marvel Universe, right? Uh, I don't know why heroes, once again, why villains attack the, the New York. Why, why, why do villains attack New York? Never makes sense. Never makes sense. Why are you, you going to go rob a bank? Go rob someplace where you know the cops are literally right next door. Does that make any sense? I don't think so, people. I'm just no. saying. That is stupid. See, let me tell you something. If I was a supervillain, I'd be out. I'd be. I'd be out in Newfoundland. Right? No superheroes in Newfoundland. Well, no. Okay. Okay. You would have Marina from uh, Alpha Flight. Okay, but she has not been all in there from the '70s. I'll tell you that much for sure. She, John Bryan only brought her in around you know the, the 2000s oh, yeah. kind of thing. So that's only one person. If you stay away from water, you're pretty much good. So Newfoundland, right? Rob a bank in Newfoundland if you're a super villain. Let me, let me tell you something, Marvel. You can't turn around and keep having everyone attack New York. Galactus shows up in New York. Hellfire Club's in New York, right? Um, you know, the Marauders are in New York. Because uh, you know why? Who's in New York? You got the Avengers in New York. You got the X-Men in New York. You got Fantastic Four in New York. You got the New Warriors in New York. And then you have the individual heroes just patrolling Hell's Kitchen, right? So you got right. Luke Cage and Jessica Jones and Iron Fist. Daredevil. You know, and then there's heroes for hire. Oh my gosh, let's no, forget Spider-Man. He's just roaming around there everywhere. Daredevil's running up and down, you know, and then you got the hand. Why is the hand in New York? See, uh, New York is too concentrated for heroes. I feel like if you walked out your front door living in New York, if you were... Like, you're walking in somebody. You're, you're walking walk, in front of somebody. On, man. I don't care what neighborhood you're in. Good neighborhood, bad neighborhood. I don't care if you live in, in, in the neighborhood where White Tiger lives, you know, and, and walk out, right, and, and the Sons of the Dragon, and, and you're in the slums of Hell's Kitchen, you're bound to see a hero. I don't care if your name is Carrie Bradshaw from, you know, Sex in the City. You walk out of your high-rise condo, you're bound to see your hero. Especially Superman, Spider-Man. Spider-Man got to swing around on stuff. Why is there so many heroes and villains in New York? If I was a villain, I'd be in places like Nebraska. <laughs> There's no heroes in Nebraska. Hold on, wait a minute. Is that Texas Tornado from S.H.I.E.L.D.? Uh, anyways, but, but, you know, it's one. Yeah. If I was if I was a New York born villain, I would get together like three, four guys, form a crew. Like, see, there's here. I know I'm off topic. So here, you, you should get the, the was it the, the crew there, man? Um, oh my god, I, I I can see them, and I can't call out their names. I can see he, he, one's got a magic crowbar. Uh, uh, oh, uh, the the, the, um, the wrecking crew, crush, wrecking crew. Yep. That's it. See, the wrecking crew should stop fighting Thor in New York. The wrecking crew should go out to Nebraska, rob a couple of banks. You know. Leave there. Come up to Canada, go through Edmonton, 
<laughs> BC. We're, we're giving we're giving you location, people. We're, we, we're giving now. you we're locations. Give- you know, they should go, you know, don't go too far up north because you go too far up north. One, it's cold. And two, you got to deal with uh, Snowbird from Glaffa Flight. And she's like part goddess. Can't can't deal with her. No, you got right. Thunder Bay. You, you're pushing your luck with Thunder Bay. You might deal with Shaman and, 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 you know, but the point is too many in New York. So I like the fact that they kept Brother Voodoo in New Orleans with the lore that he has as his character for him to be as effective as he ha- is with his backstory, New Orleans, perfect place. If you're not going to keep him in Haiti, you're, you know, you, New Orleans, best place to keep him still on American soil, not right. too far away to get to New York because he some teleportation spell or first class. He's a doctor. <laughs> he got the coin. He definitely got the coin. You know, and, and he's shown up in so many other things, right? So just to give you an idea. So Brother Voodoo, Jericho, Jericho Drum, right? He's he he's been he's part of the Avengers uh you know, Avengers Unity Division. He was part of Heroes for Hire. <laughs> well, look at that. That's in New York. That's you know, power, you know, Iron Man and, and Power Fist. Um, uh, you know, along with some others, obviously. Uh part of Shield Paranormal, you know, containment unit. He's been part of the new Avengers, Savage Avengers, right? Okay, here we go. Uh, and, and he's gotten by different names at times. And his abilities, holy, holy Toledo. <laughs> you know, of course, he's got extensive mystical knowledge. At one point, he took over for Doctor Strange, became Doctor Voodoo. Sorcerer Supreme to, to protect the Earth. Right. So it shows you how close him and Doctor Strange are respect-wise, power-level-wise. You know, unlike Doctor Strange, Doctor Strange is a a first person. The Brother Voodoo mantle is passed down from from what I read, from like generation to generation, right? So obviously someone else had it before his brother, his brother had it, now he has it. So it's it it gets passed down. There's always been a Brother Voodoo to help protect the people uh, as a positive spiritual leader guardian in haiti and now he's over here in new orleans he, he you know at one point they showed uh the black panther i think it was done by christopher priest that was writing that storylines and black panther teamed up with you know um and i'm gonna forget it now i know but he know it was brother voodoo it was blade and it was one other person they teamed up with you know i, I think it was falcon if I did see that. Rod, Rod's checking that for me right now, but right now, that, that there and that couple of story arcs that you put them together, dangerous, dangerous. As the saying goes, we're always talking about black excellence. Okay, that there is black excellence, right? You got uh, a prince, sorry, a king of Wakanda, a nation that's never been defeated. Then you've got you know uh, brother Voodoo, who pretty much is like you know, ready to step in a Sorcerer Supreme. Like, we have Hal Jordan, and you got Jon Stewart. Okay. <laughs> I'm reloaded. I'm ready. Okay. That, that's to show you the power scope that you're dealing with. You know, I think War Machine was part of that at one point. You can't go wrong. Yeah. So oh, you can't. You can't. It, it, it's, it's a, it's, that's a good power team, basically. You know what? Keep going. I'm just going to just sit over here. I'm just gonna... Yeah. Go, go that, that, that's what I'm saying, man. So, you know, he has extensive, you know, mystical knowledge, right? Got that covered. Superhuman strength, got that covered. Spirit possession, he's got that covered. Fire manipulation. He can walk through fire and not get burned. And when he was doing his training, he walked on flames and didn't even feel it. Yeah, looking at you, Human Torch. <laughs> don't, don't test him. Don't test him. Of course, there's jokes about sunblock probably in there and black people not needing it. But, you know, hey, you know, we're, we're having some fun with that one. Um, so he's got the immunity of fire. He's able to generate mystic smoke and conceal his location. All right. In the all-concealing shadow. Um, ability to command things through hypnosis, you know, with lesser control over people. So you can eat, 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 you know, animals. You can communicate, control them, people, depending on your will. He's got you covered there. Able to summon, summon the spirits. His brother, of course, uh, you know, and, and, and his brother being in there boosts his strength. So you have all that. Uh, he's able to speak the spirits and he can ask for favors. That, that's, I, I, I like this whole wheelhouse. And then he has a medallion that en- enhances his ability to tap into that spirit energy, the Lao. Uh, I'm sorry, Loa. 
Loa, the ability to tap into the Loa, you know? And then he was Sorcerer Supreme and Bearer of the Eye of Agamanto. Agamato. Agamanto. There we go. And he also got the Cloak of Levitation and Books of Knowledge. Listen, that's a good, that's a good handoff. If you're taking over, you're taking over the realm of Sorcerer Supreme, be able to use the Eye of Agamato, uh, use the, the wonderful Cloak of Levitation and the Books of Knowledge. Hey, come on, you can be a smart guy with all that. You got, you got a potential power potential knowledge and able to fly. Yo, that's a good combo, right? That's all I gotta say. I'm there. Very good combo. <laughs> Extremely good combo. Right? And as I said, yeah, you know, Brother Voodoo, he mean he got mentioned on Beavis and Butthead in one of their episodes, right? Uh Fred Hembeck, who does a lot of the uh parody comic books from Marvel back in the day, has drawn drawn him a couple of times. And he avenges the you know in the alternate universe, he avenges the undead. You know uh, Brother Voodoo Pierce as the leader of the Avengers of the Undead. So he, he you know, Earth 666, that's the undead zombie universe. So they could they could bring him in anytime they want. Anytime they want. And as I said, he's shown up in a bunch of video games. So he, you know, he makes an appearance in, uh, for example, he makes an appearance in Doctor Strange's ending in Ultimate Marvel versus Capcom 3. If you play that fight game, he, he shows up in the end. You know, he's a playable character in Marvel Avengers Alliance that came out. I think you have like DLCs you can put him in, and he's been referenced and, and shown up different places. I'm all for Brother Voodoo making, and once again, I, 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 I'm going to say this right here. If we've gone that much, first of all, the character's got that much history. His origin story is not dated, it still stands up to today. The beauty of it is you can show him. With Haiti, you can show him in New Orleans, gets us out of New York. It's a nice change, diversity. That's great. You can still keep the original actor that played his older brother and still have him come back in spirit form. So, you you, you know, you got a job. You got a job. Job security, man. Job security. Job security. As I said, I, I, I'm still with the idea of two things. This whole Strange Tales, Marvel spotlight. I think I mentioned it before a while back in our earlier shows that I would love to see Disney plus either do limited series, right? Like we did on Bishop, do a limited series on Bishop or keeping with the, the, the history of these characters do Disney plus series, either live action or animated, but call them Marvel spotlight, strange tales by Marvel or Marvel strange tales. So, so you know, and they put it all in Disney to let them know, and then bring in some of these stories. That would be cool because you don't have to have a team committed to do, you know, uh, fifth, you know, twelve cartoon story arc, whatever case would be. Look at what they did with What If. What If was only a couple episodes, and each episode had a different character. It was like six. Six or eight. Yeah. Right, and they did tie it all in together with the Watcher, and the Watcher was the main person together. All right, so you can still bring in the watcher and say, and let him kind of help tie it in, right? It's a little bit of a change because instead of what if the watcher will be like, oh, I'm watching these events unfold with many other heroes that we don't normally hear of, Brother Voodoo. There you go. Yeah, more tales from the Marvel Universe, right? And straight up tales from the Marvel Universe, and it can bring in some of these guys who never get that big spotlight, who not might not have the budget. And, and fans don't know what they want if they don't know it's there, right? A lot of them don't know. As I said, uh, if you go through the whole Strange Tales original run, I mean, look, Brother Voodoo shows up in, in issue 169. Most series don't make it to 100. So that means there's a lot of stuff there or storylines or arcs they can bring in that I think would be really interesting. That's just, the, that's my feel. So I'm good with an animated series, spotlight a couple of he um, heroes or villains, you know, bring them in, go with the source material, show it, right? Let fans really absorb what it is. It doesn't always have to be live action. I would love it to be live action. Don't get me wrong. And if it's live action, limited series. I don't need an ongoing series for Brother Voodoo. I think it'd be more fun to do a limited series, put it underneath the Marvel Spotlight banner to tie it all in and or strange tales and tie it in do both whatever i'm i'm all for it disney plus you got money come on man you, you bought star wars for a whole lot of buku bucks <laughs> bucks nice 
and you're making money. So I, I've been doing a lot of talking. Rod, what do you, what do you think, man? Listen, um, I will, I will agree that let's go back. Let's start off. You know what? Yes. It's, it's, you know, this is black history month and what we're, you know, we're just, you know, supporting our, bring our, just bring our little touch and flavor to black history month. And we're, you know, like we did with, uh, the previous one we're doing now with brother voodoo. It's a nice diversity and something that's different, but yet there's still a connection. Great that we're able to, we brought a character who's, who's has, who already has ties in the Marvel universe. Yep. So this is not a person who is just like, you know, not say hearsay, but you know, it's something that you got to build on or you got to do some heavy building. Like originally there's already a connection. So once we make the connection, like we've done, show people that, Hey, this character has some ties. Perfect. Realizing that he's connected in the spiritual world in that particular end of the mystical aspect of Marvel Universe, but you are trying to build and just grow up in that sense that, that develop that particular uh, division. Another aspect of why Brother Voodoo will be a great add on check mark to add him to the MCU. Uh, we got the diversity, we got the mystical aspect of it. And just giving something that's a whole different vibe to it, a whole different feel. I think it's a good way of doing that. And as Barry said, if they did something in regards to um, an animated or a short, a short, a, sh- a short episode type episode type of show, that'd be perfect to me. You know, mm-hmm. like about say, you know, you could definitely do, yeah, like a five six episode log of that. Break it in, give us the history of who he is. Get us through a couple of adventures, and definitely, again, you don't have to physically show anyone from the MCU at no. that time, but you can make enough reference points to make people understand. Hey, he's in New York. He's in he's in New Orleans, but he comes to New York. When he comes to New York, he makes mention about yeah, my brother, you, you know, was was a, was a master of the New York Centrum. What? Yeah, yeah, I got connections with uh, Doctor Strange. I got to go check Steven next time I'm in town. I'm in a rush right now. I'm dealing with this case. I'll reach out to Steven if I need help. Connection. We know that later on he's connected with the Avengers and along that line. Connection. So to me, this is a perfect opportunity to bring that character in. And I don't know what else to say. Yeah. Listen, it's, 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 it could be live, live site, but I've, I've animated, animated, animated. It is right there. That's the part I like. I like, I want to get to the next part where we can, you know, when we get into our normal, our normal portion of the show where we yeah. start breaking down who, who, you know, who would, who we would like to cast for it. But because as I say it, the person I have, mm-hmm. I see it, but okay. I'm trying not to get to that part yet, but, but I'm just, you know, when we get to there, but I'm just saying this will be a great opportunity to, bring this character into the mcu it's good it would fit very very well that's how i look at it true true that true that true that true that i got my guy you got your guy so we're, we're gonna get down to it right so this is what it is i think the, the building block is there the only actor that i would see that i would like to come in is the one that plays his older brother daniel daniel needs to show up in yeah. whatever series Even if you're gonna do it as a comic book you got to reference daniel being part uh you know of the mcu and where he's at if it, daniel's going to be you know brought in if they do a live action project and i still believe it's got to be a disney plus series limited you, you, you can you, you know let, let's not over milk it let's just you know just enough just a teaser to keep people wanting more and then have the character show up and if he shows up later on and the series doesn't get like a you know limited series and if he shows up in one of the other movies people are gonna go oh I know who he is. Awesome. I know what he can do. Here we go. On that note, it brings us to the part mm-hmm. of the show where it's time to fan cast it. One part, I just one part before Ooh. we go there. I want to just want I just want to bring I just want to do a part in regards to make the connection so people understand that you said, you know, Daniel's in is in uh the MCU like we said. Right. He's in um Doctor Strange the first the first um the first episode, the first movie. Where, just in case to give everybody a, a visual understanding, and you remember when, let me see, when the Xylos were coming in to take over the Sanctum, and basically there was that one line um, that, uh, now I'm, I can't even say the word, Calicia, Calicia, Calicius, right. 
when he came into that and basically saw someone on the stairs walking down, like saying, Daniel, I see that you made the master of the sanctum. You know what that means, that you that you will die protecting it. And that's Callius talking to him. So that individual who he's talking to, that's Daniel Drum. Daniel Drum does have, you know, that's where you see they have the altercation with one of the Xylus um, warriors. And basically, unfortunately, he dies at that point. Hence, this is where you can say he died in the sanctum. The spirit yes. is bonded to there. So that yes. will make the perfect connection that basically when we bring in Jericho Drum yes. and be able to say, my my brother passed, you know, have, you know, died on your watch type of scenario and so forth and so forth. But then when he goes there, he basically starts to see him because he has the ability to see spirits. And basically, unbeknownst to maybe Jericho at the time, who knows how to want to write it in, yeah, yeah, that basically the fusion of, of his soul comes on to hit his spirit. And that's how we get the connection. Because they, let's just say that because he died on sanctum grounds, mm-hmm. his body, his particular soul is tied to it. Right, right. So right. we can we can just leave it at that. We can even yep. leave it at that and Love let it. MC let Marvel, you know, handle it and do whatever they got to do. But that's where we could at least make the connection. So at least you understand where that line was, who that person was. So you now can have a better go back and check the movie, check it out, and you'll see where he is and go from there. Love it, love it. See that that that's where Disney. Call us. Marvel, give us a shout. Let's just just give us a shout out. Just just give us a shout out. You know you want to. You know you want to. <laughs> Excellent. Sweet. So on this part, it's time for us to do what we normally like to do: fan casting, mm-hmm. right? So you heard us how we we've, we've nominated either for a short Disney Plus live action limited series or even an animated series and put it under a certain banner so people know what we're talking about and keep it all connected the little small stories short stories there we go you know marvel marvel short stories this is what the strange tales are this is what the the spotlight is it's short stories no one likes everyone likes a short story it's not like no one doesn't like a short story johnny mnemonic was a short story they live was a short story right and and it turned out to a follow-up movie so now here we go so rod this brings it to you who do you see playing jericho drum okay so what I was looking for is an individual who have this, the stature, the build, as you can see, when you go and see, um, when you see the, the image of the picture of Brother Voodoo, you see that, you know, he's a good statured gentleman. Right. So I was looking for that. But then I realized who I was looking for. I realized, you know what? I got some similarities in here. So I would like to have as my nominee as Jason George. Jason George? Who's that? If you've ever watched the show Grey's Anatomy. Oh, no. <laughs> or, and, well, you say and, or, but it's one of those shows that actually it parried off into another show. So he was on Grey's Anatomy. Uh, he started off as Ben Warren. So basically, that was, he was a character on there and he was dating or married to one, um, Oh my gosh, I can't remember her name at this point right now, but he was married to one of the doctors there, whatever the case may be. Then he branched off when they split off Grey's Anatomy, they went to Station 19. So he was a black gentleman that was on there. He was a firefighter on there. Oh, then he came oh. back. He, right. Then he came back to Grey's Anatomy. So here's two things. We now, we know Dr. Voodoo or Jericho at the time, but he left Haiti and came to America and got himself, you know, educated and just you know and got his skills up was a doctor a psychologist but he has that doctor type of you know training right george jason has that type of training because he had to play a doctor in that show now if you go to the physical aspect of it okay a doctor no no problem whatever but he was now a firefighter as a parry off to station 19 so at least now he has the, the physical chops to at least say okay you know what i could take a couple of hits i know what i gotta do and, 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 you know, go from there. So those are like my main thing. He's done a couple of other stuff as well. He's been on Castle. He's been on a couple of other, you know, shows, maybe one off of other shows and along that line. But those are my two attributes that pulls me in to say, you know what? If you, when you look at him, mm-hmm. I can see him, I can see him having that ability. Now, similarity, you know, he's, you know, he, he has, he has that type of look that he can look very, uh, he can be serious. From the doctor aspect of the show, he can be serious. Also, even from Station 19. But he has the ability to pull those chops out of him. 
I think Jason George yeah, would be a wonderful candidate candidate for Brother Wu. Okay. 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 So clearly Rod came out swinging. I mean, Rod had his Wheaties today and here he is swinging that. Yeah, okay. All right. I don't know what you want to beat up on me for, Rod, and, and why you want to mash me up on this one. I, you see? Okay. All right. Okay. Okay. But, but, but in life, when you get hit hard, you got to come back swinging. Down, but not out. Don't let no one take you down until the bell rings, until your fat lady sings, until you sing stars and stripes. Don't, don't stop until you stop. Good. good. All right. So I'm, 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 Jason George. Ha <laughs> ha. Got you, got you. Okay, mm-hmm. but I'm gonna come back. I'm gonna come back now. With I'm gonna hit you with Jamie Hector. Jamie Hector. Ah, and you are going. Who's Jamie Hector? Jamie Hector is an American actor of Haitian descent, who is known for his portrayal as drug kingpin Marlon Stanfield on the HBO show The Wire. He went. He went to the home. He went straight home first. All right. Cool. Cool. <laughs> cool. Uh. Okay. Right. He's played in other movies, other roles. He's played, you know, obviously a drug kingpin. He's played a cop. He, he, you know, he's got that look, and he's Haitian descent, which means either, as we were saying earlier in the show, either if not him, his parents or grandparents would have something to say. You say voodoo. <laughs> hmm. And he can draw on, you know, circumstances where he's heard it in his home or from a friend or something like that. And I'm and I'm not saying he has. I'm I'm, I'm totally speculating on this, but right. I'm sure there's certain things you hear growing up. I mean, being Asian growing up, we hear certain things. Uh, Jamaicans will hear certain things. So West Indians will hear certain things. That's just just the way it is. When you talk to another West Indian, you'll hear some of the superstitious stuff, and you're like, yeah, you know what? My grandmother did that, or, or my, my mom said made a comment about that, or my dad made a comment about that. You, you hear it. it. It doesn't mean you believe it, just you would hear it. You're exposed to it. To you, it's the norm, right? So that being said, hmm. this is who I'm going with. First of all, he was beloved on that show. That show has got its built-in audience up to now. And my man is of Haitian descent. So this keeps it as true to the roots as possible. Because okay. I know when they cast a Chinese person as a Japanese person or vice versa, that causes an uproar. To avoid all that. I, I, I see how you, you went past that hurdle. I, I understand. Right? Why He's got that? the physique. He's got the look. You know, mm-hmm. he can he can look gully and he can look refined. You understand that? <laughs> he looks okay. like he can he's got a nice smile, but he's got the deep pensive thought. So that, and he's got that range as an actor. And and even to show you how how deep committed this man is, there's an interview with him online that made me laugh. So his mom was, you know, raising him and uh, and his sister, I believe it was, and she was working mad hours. Like she was doing, you know like 60 hour weeks or whatever. So a lot of the time he would go to school, come home and he got into acting. He never told his mom that he wanted to be an actor. She just knew that when she came home, he was there and he wasn't doing anything to get in trouble. Right. He was living in New York. He wasn't doing anything. He went to all, you know, he studied to be actor. He started doing plays. And, and the only time his mom knew that he was an actor is when he, you know, she comes home and she's like, where are you going? He goes, oh, come outside, mom. And there's a limo out front mm. of the house. And this is, you know, an interview you can find online from him, uh, you know, uh, on one of these uh, talk shows. And, and, and she's like, with a limo? And he goes, yeah, come with me. And, and he got dressed. He went in the limo and went to the, 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 the premiere of The Wire with the nice. press there taking pictures and stuff like that of him. And she's like, oh, okay, well, this acting thing's not too bad. And the joke is he kept that a secret from his mom for years about him pursuing acting. <laughs> now, I know a lot of you people will look around and go, well, why do you keep it secret? Anyone that's been raised in a black household sometimes, you know, West Indian household, if you have ethnic parents, you know, if you turn around and tell your parents, it's like, I want to be at something in, as an entertainer. They look at you and say, be a doctor. Like. <laughs> you know, you you, you hear this stories. They're supportive. Yeah, those parents are supportive after the fact that child turns around and gets a show. 
It's like, well, I, I wanted him to be a doctor, but I guess this, this, this whole acting thing is working out well. Oh, okay. I hope this comedy thing is working out well. Oh, okay. You know, the first thing they say is get a good job. Don't be pushing no boxes in a warehouse. Don't be working for nobody else. You just got to go to get a job. You got to go to school. You got to go to college. You got to go to university. Get a job. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right. No. So he kept that secret. All he said is the way it flew under the radar was his mom worked a lot. She wasn't home. So he made sure that he wasn't in trouble. His mom didn't have to come home and worry about him being gangs, chasing women, the whole nine yards, things that would get him in, in trouble on the streets or whatever. He went, pursued it. And when he was successful and hit the show, we all know the wire. And if you don't know it, oh, you've missed out. He brought her out by limo. At that point, if a limo shows up to pick you up to take you to your first day of work, trust me, I don't care what your parents going to say to you before. They ain't going to say nothing to you after. <laughs> your job sent a limo for you you that special yes mom <gasps> okay you're not a doctor but you know what i want to move to malibu <laughs> so that's that's who i'm going with rod i'm going with uh jamie hector to be jericho drum you know starting off as brother voodoo into dr voodoo uh there we go and and, and you know he's he's been doing uh, acting for a long, you know, for a good while. I mean, he, he's been, yeah, yeah, and still going, still going. Yeah, you know. that sounds good. Yeah, I, I it, 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 okay, okay. It's, uh, it's, it's a good, it's a, good, it's a good time, I, and you definitely have the, the heritage aspect of the Haitian has, aspect of it to, 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 to lock it down. So, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I'll just do my uh, sorry, I, Yeah, you're doing happy day. But that's our opinion. You know what? If everyone out there listening has a different suggestion, hey, when leave a comment. Leave a comment down below. Down below. Leave a comment down below. Let us know. Leave a comment on our Instagram page. Follow our social media. Leave a comment on there. We'll reply to it. That's for sure. Just just tell us your version. Tell us who you see playing Brother Voodoo in the MCU. And 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 I'm still standing by. I know we talked about animated. I'm going to go with this. I don't care if it's live action or animated. I want this guy to do it. Be if he's going to be the voice or he's going to be oh. the actor. I'm, that's that's my suggestion. Is no matter what project they do with Brother Voodoo, you know, for me, Jamie Hector from my side needs to be associated with this, right? And I want it to be even if it's done as a cartoon, do it like Constantine with Constantine when he had his own show. He did one season, and then they got that same actor to do all the voice work for John Constantine. You know, in yeah. Justice League Dark, uh, the, the Constantine shorts, you know, that are on the CW network, you know, on their website. Uh, website. Um, and then, you know, he's in Legends of Tomorrow, same actor playing John Constantine. So right. it, it's just uniform. You never have to worry about it. He does the voice work and he does the live action work. And that's how I see Jamie Hector doing this role if he has to do it, if he gets this role. Or if they ever do this project, I'm not saying they're doing it, but if they do right. it, exactly. that's, you know, let's keep it uniformed. Don't get a different actor to do the voice and then, you know, want to do it live. Get the same actor. Let him get used to this character. Let him put his two cents in with this character and grow this character no matter what medium it is and then go forward. The only thing I would say is obviously the look needs to be updated. Yeah. That's, that's all it is. The look needs to be updated. Case goes. Which is, which, is, which is fine. I have no problem with updating the look. Keep it essential. You know, don't give him a trench coat. Give him, give him a nice suit, you know, you know, but but have the designs of his costume right. in the suit, you know, when he becomes Brother Voodoo, right? Because if you look at some of those voodoo doctors, witch doctors, a lot of them put on blazers and it'll have the face paint, they'll put on a blazer and they'll have the dress pants. So, yeah, you know, pimp, that's, pimp his style out. That's all I got to say. Okay. Any last words, Rod? Um, no, I think I'm think I'm good. I mean, definitely this is this has been a good conversation. We definitely heard some good information, and hopefully that you, everyone you heard something and you know it piqued your interest, and you guys are interested in finding out some more uh, about Brother Voodoo. You know about how we can capture the character. Hopefully, be on the MCU, and hope you guys enjoyed it. But other than that, I think I think we it's, this is this is a good one. I don't think anything else I can say to it. All right, cool. Well, on that note, thank you for your support. Thank you for, sh uh, for, for for watching. Please, if you can donate and help the page grow, go right ahead. Hit the link. It's on our YouTube page. Um, everything a little bit is appreciated. And we're going to keep on doing this. Uh, you know, comments, we appreciate the feedback or anyone wants to uh, throw in their things. So who could play certain characters we've talked about before? 
on that note, it's Black History Month, so let's shine a light on that. And of course, I keep saying Black History Month, and it, it's also the month of love because it's Valentine's Day and all that. So pretty much, love a brother. <laughs> love your brothers. Love, love your brothers, and it doesn't mean skin color. Just there's enough crap in the world. Let's just all love each other, right? So, on behalf of DJ Rod C, Battery Three D, hey hey, this is the Iconist Podcast, and remember. This whole world we talk about was started with a pencil, a piece of paper, and lots of imagination. Keep on dreaming. In the ether. Route. Ether. Ether. I'm out. I'm out. I'm out. Ether. I'm ethered out. I'm ethered out, man. I'm ethered out. I'm out. I'm out.